Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to another episode of Feeling Free. I'm excited for this one. I got a ping, a little download to record talking about navigating risk and investments. And just because I've quote unquote lived a risky life, I've done a lot of scary things, big risks that have paid off and the ones that haven't paid off. I don't view those as losses or something that I regret. I don't regret anything that I do. So I'm going to cover some of the quote unquote craziest decisions I've made, um, investments and how they've worked out and how you as well, no matter what your risk tolerance is, how you can apply that to your own life in your own way. Um, so you can live more freely and not so much in fear. So let's get into this bad boy. If you don't know already, we have a retreat coming up, which is going to be incredible. It's in Sedona, Arizona, May 27th through the 30th. And oh my goodness, I'm excited. I would love for you to build community with incredible just incredible humans. Um, we're halfway full now. So if you feel the call, go to feeling-free.com slash events or go to the link in the description so you can sign up. So get on that wait list. If you feel the call, make sure you go pop, go pop on that list and so you can apply. And if you're listening to this later and you feel called to it, go get on it anyway so you can get ready for the next one. But let's get into this episode, my friends. Cue the intro and let's go. Welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. My name is Ben Harris, also known as the Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with the love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you. I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Feeling Free. I am your dude, your homie, your friend, your loved one, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, the host of the podcast, all the costumes. My name is Ben Harris. Thank you so much for being here. Today's a fun episode. I got a nudge of calling to speak about this for whatever reason. So I listen and we are here. Before we get into it, if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe, um, leave a comment, like it, let me know if you enjoy this. And if you are listening on all of the audio platforms, it would mean the world if you subscribe, if you're on Apple, if you would follow, if you're on Spotify, so you never miss an episode. And I really just need to profess my appreciation for you guys. Um, this podcast has grown a lot recently um, and just consistency of listens and, and I don't know a lot of you. And it's so cool to know that there's so many of you out there. And so just, I just appreciate you so much. Like, thank you for listening. And like, this really is like you subscribing, like sharing with friends um, by word of mouth, texting it to them, like leaving a review on Apple. Side note, if you have an iPhone, leave a review because that helps it get recommended to people. And that's what this thing is, is it's just, it's like raising consciousness at, at this level. It's just really cool to see. And I appreciate it. It's been so fun for me to feel more aligned. And someone asked me um, on Instagram, they're like, how are you enjoying podcasting? Or they asked, do you like podcasting? And when I, I had a podcast before this, and I did enjoy it because I loved asking questions and having conversations. And I know that was preparing me for this one. But this one completely hits different. Like I really enjoy it. I'm talking about things that are completely me and it feels like me. 
and it's resonating much more with me. It's resonating much more with you. And I had a conversation with someone yesterday on the podcast who you will either hear or hear soon. Her name's Sahara Rose. And she was, after our conversation, she loved it so much. She's like, wow, like your peeps really love going deep. <laughs> I'm like, like by the conversations you ask, like it was refreshing for her and she loved the conversation so much. And so I wanted to share that with you. Um, it just says a lot about you and what we're doing, what you're doing. And I just appreciate you and I love you. Like, thank you for being here. So today's podcast is about risk, like navigating risk and investing money. And, you know, upfront, we got to say, I got to say that I'm not a financial advisor <laughs> giving you financial advice. I'm sharing you, I'm sharing my perspective. And so, yeah, now that that's out of the way, right, this isn't, please don't go tell, you know, your husband or wife or spouse that, you know, I'm giving financial advice, technically speaking. However, from my perspective, what I'm about to say, I think I know will provide a completely new perspective for you because um, it has served me so well <laughs> like in how I view money, how I view risk, investing. And I think this was sparked by, of course, the conversation. And someone was asking me about like failure or risk or investing money. And so before we get into this, um, I, I want to, I mean, we're already into it. What am I saying? Um, but there's so much fear in this area. Like there's so much money in risk in intellect in calculations and in investing in finance and money, whatever. So I want to talk about it because there's a lot of fear in this and this isn't a completely new quote unquote new way to ponder, to feel into this, to wonder about this. And so please always do your own research. Talk to your financial advisor, mix in some of my own craziness with your own and you'll have a good concoction. Don't just take everything I say or anyone else says, feel into it of what works for you. Um, so I'm going to tell you a list of my risky investments. And this list is pretty big but I just made a few of the big ones. And I think this will be a fun way to introduce this conversation. So you can just get a feel of um, the kind of crazy things that I did. So when I was 19 or 20 years old, I entered a rap contest in Brooklyn, New York, um, where I got owned. And that was an amazing experience. But I had to buy my way in to a rap contest. So to pay money to go into a rap contest, kind of funny. I invested tons of money in rap albums and products where someone could say, you know, like I didn't see the return on investment. Like, why would you do it? But, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that I did that. Uh, I've played a lot in the stock market, stock market. I've made a lot, I lost a decent amount. So I probably have come out even as far as like day trading in the stock market. I've put money in like life insurance and different investments. If you know about that or not, um, I've had, you know, contributed to 401ks through my corporate journey, you know, and the matches and all that, um, you know, of expensive Airbnbs. And when I talk about this, I mean like retreat houses, like when I've done retreats, the first two, this one is different. Um, the one that I'm, you know, booking people right now, but 
the first one and then I think the second one was like I'm booking these houses that I technically can't afford or that I don't know that I can afford you know it's just like man I hope people sign up (laughs) um mentorships um with one of my mentors paid you know a big chunk thousands of dollars high up there um and I guess that's all perception too was what is a lot what is a little um and like I didn't know how I was going to afford it, but it all worked out. Um, monthly rent that I didn't know that I was going to be able to make, you know, signing up for nice apartments. And those are just, that's just a list off the top of my head. I'm sure there's a lot of things where essentially the moral of the story is like, I don't know if I can afford this, but here I'm here, I'm going like I feel into this. And this isn't like a list to make me look cool or, or to influence you to invest large amounts of money into yourself without thinking about it. Um, but it's, yeah, this is just, this is different. So to be clear, and when I talk about this list, I am proud of this list though. Like I just mentioned how like, yeah, it's not there to like make me look cool and like tell you that you have to invest tons of money to be successful because you don't, you don't have to do it this way. And there's many ways but I am proud of this. Like I don't need to humble brag. Like when I look at this list and how I've operated, I'm happy with my decisions and I'm incredibly grateful for where I am. Um, Cause how I view this is this is going to be helpful. So I'm about to, you know, spit a sports analogy. So whether you watch sports or don't, it will be helpful for you. So Damian Lillard, this is how, so he's a, he plays for the Portland Trail Blazers basketball, National Basketball Association, NBA in the USA. Um, this is how I view money is how he views basketball and taking the game winning shot. So I operate the same way and it applies to money. So when people have asked him like, you know, why are you so good at, why are you so clutch? Like, why are you so skilled in like making like game-winning shots, like shooting the last shot and making it. And he said is because he's not afraid of missing. So he's not, he can take that last shot because he's not afraid of missing. And I think Michael Jordan must have said, I think he might have said something similar, but it's similar in my risk tolerance. Like I have a high risk tolerance because I know money can be remade and I don't over-identify with money making me successful oh and i totally forgot i didn't mention the investment like the cryptocurrency investment where i invested forty thousand dollars made some money quit my job because i was making money and then later i found out that we lost that initial investment so i had some money saved up and like that's another thing but so i've definitely done investments that have worked investments that haven't worked that worked, but even the ones that haven't worked have still technically worked. But I view like I have a high risk tolerance and that's even nuanced and like up to your own perception of what is high risk. But because just to repeat this, I know that money can be remade and I don't over identify with money making me successful. Like I would rather do the thing, right? Like I love money. I love resources. I love what it can do and the tool that it is and what it can bring and create and provide. But I'm not like, I don't like the feeling of just having money. I did an experiment the other day with one of my investments where I was like, okay, how do I feel 
without this in my bank account. And then I executed this sale and I felt with a lot more money in my bank account, how I felt afterwards. And it was basically the same. And my mom commented on this of how I operate with neutrality within money. So that means I still love it. I use it as a tool, but I'm not over like invested in it. Like I don't view it as like a piece of worth of me. Like money doesn't, doesn't quantify or qualify me and like my inner worth. And so when I executed this transaction, it was such an interesting experiment because I felt basically the same. So I did celebrate, like I was like celebrating like, wow, like, look, this is so fun. And coming from the energy of fun and joy, like this is fun that I can just literally manipulate and create money from nothing out of nowhere. Anytime is really fun for me. And so that's what I was practicing, but I'm not over identifying like, well, if this isn't the best time to do this, you know, like I'm like, if I don't make the most money or like I could, you know, put that money back in, it was just an experiment of how I felt with money and money really is medicine. Like fear is medicine. Anything in life that you are experiencing at any point really can be medicine because that just having that self-awareness of what is teaching you and how you're feeling and how you respond and react to everything. Um, so yeah, that's just an interesting experiment and I'm glad I remembered that because it's similar. Like I'm not afraid to lose. I'm not afraid to fail or lose that money. And some people, just so you guys know, some people will call me crazy. People have <laughs> called, people call me crazy. Like they really do. And I'm sure some of you think like, oh my gosh, how does Ben do this? How does he book these Airbnbs before having all these logistics in place? How does he, you know, put tens of thousands of dollars in this investment with, you know, being high risk and then he loses it and he does like he uses it as a, as fuel and inspiration. It's all a belief. It's all a paradigm. Like money doesn't, it goes back to like money is just like, it can be remade. It can be lost. It can be created. It's, it, it's not a thing. It's just what we assign value to it. Like the meaning we assign to it is what it is. And, um, so I decide what money is. And so that's how I use it is that money is fun. Money is a resource that can be remade. And I decide, you know, how, how I feel about it. But yeah, people have called me crazy for sure. Like I had plenty of people, um, tell me not to do things. Like when I quit my job, I guess that's another thing, you know, for, we could talk about money of, cause when I quit my job and risk, when I quit my job, I didn't have like that business, that old business model, it wasn't making enough money for me to live off of. So someone, you know, I had people advise me, wait till you have, you know, wait till you're at least making half of your income, right? Or just enough as your income so you can support yourself. You know, well, Ben, don't invest that. Maybe like take this much out. Don't reinvest this or like all these different things. Invest this much, save this much. And they're not wrong. Uh, like they really are right to them. And those are technically quote unquote, like best practices um, because they've worked for many people. But you have to ask is why are they working for many people? Like the average person it's yes, it's working for, but do you want to be average? Do you want to be, I'm going to say stuck because I think it's stuck, like stuck in their loop in that paradigm of just like Lem literally making money off you because there's so much you don't know about the finance industry, about interest, about banking. Um, like 
just a side note about banking, like if you have $10 in your bank account, I think they can leverage up to 10 times amount. So they can loan out $100 for every $10 you have in there. I believe it's that, don't quote me, but you can Google it, just how leveraging works, how the bank is literally making money out of nothing. And with the stimulant checks, that's another way to look at money. Like, dude, like they know the money game better than anyone, like the government, um, whoever else, these big corporations, these banks, they are using it like against us. Um, so sweet, like if you want to stay in that cycle, and it makes you feel like there's some type of progress and you feel safe, right? Because, okay, I'm putting this much money in. I can count on it being there when I retire. And yes, I think it is very useful. Like 401ks, all these certain things, retirement funds, whatever. Like for sure, I advise in saving and investing and all the things. But you also have to wonder like, who is it serving? And is this, is this the right thing for me? Just because I've learned a lot like from my finance background in the corporate world, from, you know, finance investors, from just learning more people, the higher and higher up I've been able like preview to information just reveals to me of all the things. But yeah. So like asking, like, do you really want to be in that loop? Um, but people will think you're crazy. People have called me crazy. That's for sure. Um, and I guess, you know, to be practical, I am still young. Like I've made a lot of these decisions. Um, I'm 30 now. So most of these decisions were made in my twenties, right? Um, you know, without a spouse, without kids, without like a mortgage, but it's still like, you still always have a choice. Right. And I have a bit, and I have a basic understanding of finances and investing, which has also helped. Um, and even on that note of when I talk about investing, like with compound interest, how you, how compound interest, if you don't know, right, is if I invest this much money, it compounds interest every single day, you know, so it's worth this much more now in a year than it was worth today because it compounds and builds and multiplies. Same thing also happens with your decisions. Um, that's in any investment. Um, so you could, I, why I'm telling you this is because it also refers to like the literal decisions you're making with money of think about if, is this what I want to do with my money? Like, am I just doing this because this is the quote unquote right thing to do, the safe thing to do? Um, which if you are, that's okay. And like, that's the whole thing about like having our needs met and having enough money and savings, like six months in savings or 12 months of savings is because when things go wrong, so you feel safe and taken care of that's def definitely valuable. Like the conversation I'm having is if all of those are met, if your needs are met, you have savings, you know, you have everything you need and more taken care of. Now we're getting into like, okay, well, how do I really expand beyond that? How do I thrive? And how can I inspire other people to do the same? How can I use my message and my resources, my tools, my money to not just do the average, to not just get by and survive, but literally like multiply and expand and thrive like in true abundance and beauty and richness in its essence, not richness in money, but richness in everything. So this is the conversation I'm speaking to and not, and not just like the basic, let's just get by level, but no, let's thrive in abundance, me, our family, our communities. And so this is the combo I'm having. And like ask yourself what's more risky to you is because this is the thing that one of the things that has helped me is 
what is more risky to you? So let's say you are in the moment of, you know, quitting your job. That's just a classic example. It could be anything that you're going through, but you know, obviously quitting your job has a lot to do with risk and money. So, but what is more risky to you? The feeling of not quitting your job or like, or knowing that you gave it your all. So like the feeling of not going for it or knowing that you give it your all and that you went for it. So the answer to me is what's more risky is not going for it because I know I will regret that, right? So the more risky quote unquote investment is me not quitting my job because I know I will regret it. And I not, it's not even about try. It's that I didn't really full give my, my effort into it. And regarding this question is, you know, lots of people's fear is related to their relationship with money. And I touched on this a little bit, but your money or lack of money means something to you. So when I just asked about that question, well, what's more risky to you? It's because of the belief in relationship and meaning you've assigned to money. So when you're facing that fear um, before making a decision, I want you to think about how will you respond if it goes poorly? Because it's not the money that is like if you make an investment or you take a risk, it's not like, yes, it's losing the money. But again, this conversation is for a graduated higher level that we're discussing. And so it's not necessarily about the money anymore. It's about the feeling and the meaning. So it's usually you, you know, equate money to safety or to importance to significance. So if I lose this money, then, you know, I'm a failure. If I lose this money, then I'm not good enough. Like I'm using this as a quantifier of my success of, or I feel safe. And so the question I always like to ask you guys that might've heard me ask this, but like, is it true? Just like use this exercise over and over. Like if I lose this money, if this thing happens, does that mean I'm a failure? Does that mean I'm not safe anymore? And that question, of course, depends on your financial situation. But generally speaking, black and white, no. Like if you lose that money, like for me, I'm just going to use me as an example. Like if I was fully prepared to lose that $40,000 when I invested in it, I didn't think I was going to lose it because I had some crazy good feeling about it. But let like if I lost that $40,000, I know I had a six figure job and I know I had a 401k. I know I could pay it back. Money can be remade. But for some reason, I was like, man, it's my time for wealth. It's my time to take a big risk. So losing it doesn't mean anything about me as a person. It doesn't mean I'm dumb. It doesn't mean I'm stupid. And another way to look at this is just ask yourself, how will you respond if it does go poorly? Like if I do lose that $40,000, like I said, how will I respond? Well, I have 401k, I can cash out. I have a six figure job. I make a good money. I have savings. Um, I could get an extra job. I could like all these other things. Like I know that I can respond in a good, in an effective way. And another question you can ask is just how can you reduce that chance, the chance of that actually happening? So whatever you're really worried about, whatever that fear is of like, can you do more research? Can you um, like put more, like can you mitigate your risk in some way? Can you put more checks and balances in there? Like 
what can you do do what can you do to reduce that feeling so you can f- reduce the risk so you can feel better about that investment and this is much more this goes much more beyond money and because what i i asked earlier about like what's more risky to you is it this goes into your time this goes into your energy this goes into your relationships this goes into your thoughts your words your actions everything is what are you invested in like absolute this everything it's not a matter of whether you are or not it's you already are invested i want you to think about this so you can just i'm just spitballing we're just rolling like here's another question for you guys about just to ask yourself what are you invested in because it's it's not that you are or aren't it's you already are everyone listening to this right now is invested your time energy conversations relationships thoughts actions it's again it's much more than money and it probably reflects in all of these areas um and that's your relationship with abundance scarcity fear like um yeah like abundance again but and another perspective is that has helped me with risk and money and i didn't discover this about my psyche until recently is that putting my money on the line has inspired me to rise to the occasion um it it actually is like okay like this is real like now i need to like i've put my money on the line i've booked this house for a retreat so it lights that fire underneath me to provide that motivation and so that's just like i'm diving into it and i'm the same way in other aspects of life too i don't wade into a cold pool or lake like i jump right in i feel like when you just are tiptoeing into something that's just torture like you're intentionally torturing yourself but to each their own um and like why i have done this is because i go with my gut and i mentioned earlier that so many finance people have have advised against what i have done to be completely honest like i've consulted with them on some big decisions and their way isn't wrong but it isn't my way it works for them but it doesn't work for me and it's not i'm not completely against going against investing rules because you can get emotional right however i think in this rule when we talk about facts and take your emotions out of it even that statement is an emotional statement which is ironic so when someone tells you like don't be emotional they're being emotional and fear based so it's not about not using emotions or over relying on logic is using both like it's not demonizing one or the other or one is greater one is less than it's like you can use both like they are both very helpful information it's very they're both helpful information and tools and resources for you um like please go with the facts do your research i know a lot of people have made money with that um but i think for me is like i'm just not in it for the money is again just speaking to my perspective and how i'm different is i'm not investing money just for like big payoffs i'm using it as like okay this is a tool and a resource of like how i when i lost quote unquote lost the $40,000 initial investment into crypto um i was using that money to fund you know my business my adventures my honestly like 
I view it as like a paid internship in business and and entrepreneurship. Entrepreneur is a, <laughs> I can't even speak, but you know what I mean, being an entrepreneur. And I'm just not in it for the money. Like I'm in it for the experience. I'm in it for the accomplishment, for the impact, for the legacy and knowing that I'm being, that I'm knowing, I know that I'm fulfilling what I came here to do. Like I didn't come here just to, to accumulate money solely. I guess money can be helpful for legacy and for um, fun things for like kids and grandkids and uh, causes I want to like donate to or whatever. But like for the sole purpose of just accumulating money, that's not what I'm here to do. And like back to the compound interest thing, like watching just slowly contributing and watching money slowly increase over the decades isn't my jam. Like that could be your thing that could turn you on, right? Because you're slowly accumulating and accumulating. Um, And granted, I want you to know that I still invest and dabble in things, but my intuition is what really guides me. Um, and even when I lose money, I know it's exactly what needed to happen. Um, so with all of that said, we kind of jumped all over the place. Uh, and now let's get into this last piece of, hmm. Yeah, I think let's, let's go here because most investment advice comes from a fear based place. I've kind of just ranted. And so, and going off the top and a few notes that I have, but as we close here, as we start to wind down, just ask yourself this question right now is where are you investing from? Because most investment does come from a fear-based place. It's literally like you're preparing for like, well, what can go wrong? Which can be beneficial, but not all the time, every time. If you're planning on worst case scenario happening, that's probably going to happen. So, and that's, that can be looked at as control, keeping you small, just in survival, um, disempowered, disconnected. And so asking yourself, like, where are you investing from? Are you coming from a place of fear? Or are you coming from a place of expansion? And when I say investing, that's literally any risk, investing your time, your money, again, anything investing or like, it's just you and your energy. What are you investing it in? Um, and I'm telling you like, not all, not all, not all of your risks are going to make sense. And when I mentioned this earlier about like calculating and using logic, taking your emotions out of it, um, that's not completely true is so it's using your logic and emotions. Um, and I'm kind of going strong in one way because you are, so I'm, I'm going not against, but I'm leaning more in toward emotions right now. One, because that's what's helped me and has been beneficial with my gut and intuition and my knowing, and it's paid off greatly with money and experience and wisdom and lessons and so many other things than just making money, which has, which I have completely enjoyed so much more than just making money, like making just money for the, just to do it is so unfulfilling and it's an endless pit. So I'm kind of, I'm not demonizing logic again, but I'm leaning more into emotion because, you know, typical investment advice is just only use your brain, only use thoughts. But thinking will only get you so far. Tune in for this right here. Here we go. So where are you investing from? A place of fear or expansion? 
because not all of your risks are going to make sense and thinking will only get you so far. Please do use all of the logic and calculating, but even the biggest investors still use their guts. You will get to a point where you do know everything. Like I know you, this person listening, you are a smart person. You are intellectual. You are probably successful in an area or multiple areas. And so you, you're going to know those risks. You're going to know where your blocks are even. Like you're going to know, quote unquote, know everything. You're going to know what to do. Um, and there's a time and place for it all. But it gets to a point where logic is not going to make sense anymore. And it's not going to help you. Like logic, it's beneficiary. It's a beneficial <laughs> uh, support will no longer be supportive because you can't, you can't think your way all into something because if you do, it's not going to make sense and it's going, you're going to talk yourself out of it. There gets to this point where like that stuff that doesn't make sense, that's where it comes into play. Like, well, like I can't see it on paper and, or man, this doesn't just make sense. And like, people are telling me not to do it, but I just know I should do it. Then that's you that's that feeling that you want to cultivate and lean into. And this is individual to you. Like, I can't tell you what to do. This isn't me telling you what to, to do. I can help you locate your own knowing and your feeling and, you know, guidance and ask you questions. But at the end of the day, you are the one that's making the choice. And this sounds so inspirational, right? And so I want to like, you know, follow your gut, your intuition, everything's going to work out. I promise. But I want to give you practical wisdom on top of this. Because to me, heart and brain are unified. Yes, they're separate, but they're also together. And I touched on that already, but let's together right now in this conversation, let's go to the worst case scenario. So whatever you're risking, whatever you're investing, whether it's money, whatever. Let's, let's go here. Let's go to the worst case scenario. Write it down with me or visualize it as I'm speaking. What's the worst thing that can happen? What's the worst place that you could be in when it comes to risk? What are you risking right now? What is that big thing that you just want to go for it or do? Or you're wondering about, is this, am I making the right decision? Am I making a smart decision? And if the bad thing that you're worried about, first, you got to think about the bad thing because a lot of the time we're just in this feeling of emotion and it's not really clear and we're not even sure of what we're afraid of so get specific of what you're actually afraid of happening trust me this might feel weird and icky but actually get specific of what am i afraid of happening like really losing money losing my job losing my house like get real get practical losing my car losing my internet food get very specific and now I want you to ask yourself, what does this mean for you? Like if these, if this worst can, if this worst case scenario actually happens, like what does this mean? And I'm not saying that this is an ideal place to be in, but I want to know, like locate the stories that you were telling about yourself of not just like the reality of the situation, but the imagination of the situation of because your imagination tends to create things because your fear is trying to protect you, right? It's doing exactly what it's supposed to. But it's also limiting you in your thinking and thinking like, 
like I already mentioned, you're not thinking of something specific. So you got to think specific instead of just this overall daunting feeling of fear. So get specific. And what does this mean if this actually happens? Are you afraid of actually like logistical things that could happen? Or is it just a feeling that you're creating and a story and a belief that you're creating and that you're telling yourself? And then you can ask yourself, is it really that bad? For me personally, and again, like we're all going to have a different risk tolerance and like how we like to live our lives. Like I live in a nice luxury apartment. Um, I do cool things. I can travel. Like I'm taken care of. All of my needs and more are taken care of. However, like I'm not afraid of like last year during quarantine, I lived on my mom's in my mom's office on a floor on a mattress that we bought off Amazon. Like I'm not afraid of doing that. And at first I did have some things with that, but I detached myself from that story of just because I'm here, that means I'm a failure. Um, because, you know, I moved away, quit my job, wasn't sure what, what was going to happen with money because I'm living with my parents. I think this is a real one. So let's go here. Like I'm going to use this as an example, moving in with my family again especially if you, if you have kids or something again, if I have to move in with family again, what does that mean about me? And that's what I'm asking. Like whatever is happening to you, ask yourself, what does that mean? Like what I'm like, if I move in with my parents, that means blank. I feel that way because blank. And you'll start to unravel the stories and ask yourself why, and just keep going down this meaning rabbit hole and like uncover and again, just ask yourself, like, is this true? Does it mean that I'm a failure because I'm living with my parents? No, because I'm on food stamps. Does that mean I'm a bad parent? Does that mean I'm not providing? Like on a logical level, of course, yes, you could provide differently, but and better and more abundantly, but beating yourself up for it and thinking that you're an absolute failure 100% all the time, every time isn't helping you. It's actually keeping you in that loop because you're shaming yourself. And so you just stay there and stay there and now you're afraid to rise back up again because you don't want to go back to where you are so it's just easier to stay where you are because you don't want to be beat up and disappointed and so when you get to this point is your brain thinks your fear is treating like it's unrecoverable like you can't recover from the situation so ask yourself is this can i recover from this worst case scenario and how even is this, could this be beneficial? Like in my standpoint of losing $40,000, yes, it's not only recoverable, it was actually exactly what needed to happen for me because it taught me, you know, it led me to the fear guy and fear coaching and the, this podcast and everything. And so if I didn't lose that money, I wouldn't be here. I'd be chilling on the beach somewhere. So not only is it recover, recoverable, it's actually serving you if you choose to look at it that way. Mike. What is this teaching you? What is this revealing to you? Um, what opportunities is this providing for you? Like moving, with your, moving in with your parents, and this is a real thing for the pandemic for a lot of us, is now I get to connect with my parents again or my children again. Um, just because I'm not at this point, my, this time in my life, does that mean you're a failure? No. Like really, like black and white, does it mean that? No, like start asking yourself and start teasing these things out of like, if this happens, this means I'm this. No, it doesn't. And you can recover from that. And it, and you can even like, it can be like a trampoline and bounce and propel you and like throw you into a wonderful world of opportunity and blessings. And I'm not saying it's ideal. 
and it doesn't mean like there's not going to be discomfort, but can you be there temporarily if things go south? Can you take that last shot, right? Can you take that risk like the Michael Jordan or the Damian Lillard? Can you be okay missing? Because you know that courage of just taking the shot is what really matters. Can you take that risk? Like that's where the bravery is. It's not in succeeding or in losing. Like taking that shot, fully knowing that you could miss, that's where it's at, yo. And the answer is, of course, like missing a big shot or missing money or like not getting the job or not being successful or not like, like not making money in your business in the first year or whatever goal you have that you miss on. It doesn't mean what you think it means about you. So that's why risk investing, I'm ending it in this way because it's tied up in a bunch of fear and fear-based beliefs that if this happens, this means this about me. So that's why I'm not going to risk it or I'm not going to invest in this way. But the funny thing is, is it's doing exactly what you don't want it to do. And it's actually completely detrimental. It's like reversing and flipping and it's risky in the opposite way. Meaning like you're not even risking anything anymore because now you are guaranteeing that you're going to regret it. Like if you don't take that chance, you're guaranteeing yourself that you will regret this thing, that you'll be sad that you didn't go for it or whatever your goal or idea of risk is. And if you can't handle this unknown place, that, that's okay. Like seriously, like accept that and stop beating yourself up. But on top of that, like I truly mean that, that that's okay. However, also, however, I'm telling you that you can because it's just a story and belief, whether it's from previous life or this life, from the information and the feedback in your life and um, the things that you've been led to believe in programming and conditioning, you believe it just, all these things make you believe that you can't that you're not okay in the unknown, that you're not okay being this way, that you can't live life any other way, that losing everything means you suck or are, uh, you are unsuccessful. But you can use anything as a tool. Anything as a tool. Like, it's pretty wild to think when I lost so much money that I was like, well, this is gonna help me, <laughs> like, inspire me how to make $40,000 in my own business. But that's what it did. It guided me to a place of surrender. But again, I still had that choice to be like, okay, I don't always know best and I can't control everything. So please show me. I'm listening. I'm open. Please help. And so risk is a nuanced world. Investing money is a nuanced world. But you can use anything as a tool. Um, and being okay with quote unquote failing or quote unquote losing is where the secret sauce is. Just like I mentioned those basketball players. Like, because if you know, if you can be comfortable with that feeling of like, when you start something new, right, you're not going to be good at it, obviously, because it's new. So we should celebrate that you're not good at it. Like, we should celebrate that you're starting something new. We should celebrate that you're learning about stocks and losing money a little bit. And like all these certain things and all these meanings that we apply to things. And then we have to abide to them forever. So this episode was really to provide a different context of how you view risk and how you can navigate it and invest money or energy or time or relationships completely different. Um, and coming from my perspective, guys, like this has helped me so much and I'm so fortunate 
like I've had, of course, hits and some misses, but even with the failing and the losing, like this is the biggest thing, like, and I'm not sure how many times I've repeated this, but being okay with that because I know it doesn't mean something permanent about me and that place of discomfort is temporary um, and it's actually a gift and a blessing in some way that I might just not know about and I'm open for to being shown and not just thinking that this is just incriminating against me forever and means that I'm a sucky, terrible person has been so beneficial to me and it frees you. And I had, this was in a podcast. Again, I talked about um, Sahara, I think earlier I did in this, in this combo. And she has an interesting story about her dad of, and her family. She comes from two immigrant parents who um, essentially they didn't want her to, they wanted her to keep a safe job and not be an entrepreneur. And so when she did do that, they literally disowned her. Um, and that's really fear-based, right? That's, that's a whole other thing that we haven't talked about is like people's approval of in this risking thing, what that means, right? Um, that's a whole other conversation, but you can use the tools and perspective and questions and feeling into it would have already given you, a, you know, a springboard. But with her, being disowned actually freed her up. And now she has, you know, years later, a relationship with parents. But the same thing with almost like disowning yourself from failure or losing or from your belief, that's what it means to be free. And it's not like you don't care about things. It's just like, this doesn't mean what I think it means. This isn't like who I really am. And so being okay with failure, losing money, or just like that risk thing, it doesn't mean that you're the X person. Whatever meaning you're assign, assigning to it, it doesn't mean that you're that. So that's the main takeaway from this. And that will free you so you can go do the things that you want to do. And that you can't, I mean, thinking is beneficial, but you can't just solely only all the always think your way into things that you're, you're going to have to use some things that don't make sense and just jump into the unknown and use that feeling, use that intuition, that woo stuff, um, that prayer, that inner knowing God, whatever relationship you have is that's what we're going to have to get into. Um, and it's beautiful. And I've gotten to the point where they're one in the same, where it's actually become logical for me not to do the thing where now it's like, Oh, if I don't do this, that's actually illogical. And I think it's, I think it's dumb. Like if now risk is some quote unquote risk isn't even risky. And I mean, you can even get to a point, this is a side note of where you can get addicted to risking instead of being like comfortable and, you know, like safe and where you're at and content. Um, I'm definitely in that place right now where I feel content with everything, but I know this, that like there really is no risk and not doing it would be so much more risky and so much more painful and miserable. So anyway, there we go. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. You are amazing. It says so much about you for tuning in this entire time. So please subscribe, please follow, please leave a review on Apple. That would mean the world. So it can be recommended to other amazing people like you who are really searching or waiting for this wisdom. Um, to remember how amazing they are and for new perspectives um, not to be fixed because we're already amazing. And so to reveal and remember the tools and truth that we are. Thank you so much. 
I will talk to you soon. Peace out. All righty, y'all. If you have a hunch, if you have a calling, if you need to work through a big decision, something like this that's just weighing on you, I would love to, you know, work on it, work with you in a breakthrough session or in a mentorship mentorship session. So if you feel the call to work with me through some big and sticky fear that you just can't get over, and maybe you know everything, but you're just right at like you're just right at the peak, and you just need to kind of just do the thing. You know everything, but you're just thinking too much. I would love to be part of that journey with you. If you feel that calling, go to feeling-free.com and you can book a session. I would love to see you. Love you lots and I will see y'all soon.